right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Something Super Podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Mark. And I'm Jay. And this week, I know we're a week behind, but that's all right. We're going to be covering episodes two and three of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I want to start by saying thus far, the Marvel TV series, I don't know what their, their setup is, but it is phenomenal. I have not had an episode yet where I've been like, eh, I could have done without this. Every episode has something in it so far that I feel like is important for the entire story, whether it was WandaVision or now Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They are doing something right. And I mean, that is evidenced by their movies. So, Mark, what do you think? Uh, So first things first, I got a PSA for all you listeners out there. Please, please, please stop going after um oh my god what's his name yeah Wyatt russell hate the character not the actor i've seen the same thing happen with game of thrones and um the guy the kid that plays joffrey like that kid will never act again because of how much hate (laughs) he got like and i'm being dead serious like he said in interviews he'll probably never get another role just because fans hate him so much for a character that he played to me, if a show can make you do that, that's just a testament to how good of an actor the person is. I could not agree more. I actually had that conversation with one of my buddies the other day. I said, I hate the character. I hate John Walker because I'm supposed to hate John Walker. And that means Wyatt Russell did his job. I don't hate Wyatt Russell. He was awesome in 22 Jump Street. Fucking hilarious. Right. He was like, awesome in The Goon too. Yeah, again, everything he's been in, he usually plays... Not necessarily a bad guy. He plays that dickhead. Yeah, he's a douchebag. Yeah. I mean, he is, and that that's fine. He plays that well. And in this, I've had such a roller coaster of emotions with Wyatt Russell's character. Again, you see him in the first episode in like the last, you know, five seconds. The helmet looks like shit. He looks like shit. I didn't even know it was fucking Wyatt Russell, to be honest with you. Like, it just doesn't look like him. Episode two. He does the interview, you know, we'll open up with uh, he comes out the band, the football game. He said his old high school, whatever. Um, He's feeling nostalgic. You know, he is coming back to his roots. And for me, it, it was. You know, one of those things where I'm like, all right, like I've done this. Like, I, I coached lacrosse at my old high school. Like it felt cool going back to my roots. But. You know, he does the interview. He's like, yeah, I'm not trying to be Steve. I'm not trying to take his place. I'm not, you know, I just, I want to be the best Captain America that I can be. And I was like, all right, like, I respect that. And then we're we're cruising, we're cruising, we're cruising. He wants to team up with with Bucky and Sam. And I'm like, all right, cool. He's doing the right thing. And, uh, you know, not to jump too far ahead, but the fucking line, uh, if you're not going to team up with me, you better stay out of my way. I was like, all right, I hate you again. It's over. We're done. We're not friends anymore. I can't, I can't get behind that. Don't fuck with my boys. All right. But again, like I said, I'm jumping a little far ahead, uh, but that is my roller coaster of emotions for John Walker currently. But yes, Mark, I a hundred percent agree with you. Do not hate Wyatt Russell. He's doing his fucking job and he's doing a damn good job of it. Back to you. Right. Yeah. Back to uh, the question there that you asked to me, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of sketchy at first about this series. Cause as you guys know, I'm not the biggest fan of Falcon. I like Anthony Mackie, great actor. But for me, I don't know. The Falcon character just never resonated with me. I mean, but the show itself, with all the other angles it's taking, which we'll get into a little bit now with the storyline with Baron Zemo and Shaq Carter and the way that they're doing Isaiah Bradley and Carly Morgenthau and all the other supporting characters that they're bringing in and uh, the Flag Smasher group. You've got the Power Broker coming in. With all that, I like the way that they're taking all these storylines and bringing them kind of together, kind of like with WandaVision. It started with just Wanda and uh, Vision. Then, you know, then you brought in the military. Then you brought in Kat Dennings. Then you bring in, you know, all these other characters. And now all of a sudden you got Agatha Harkness and all these other great things in a build. So I'm really hoping that that's what this series is going to do. And so far, it looks like that's what it's going to be. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. The, the show so far is amazing. Um, I think it is 
you know, WandaVision was a nice break from the action, you know, the kicking and punching and shooting and all that cool stuff. But like, this is Marvel's roots. This is where they came from. Uh, you know, Iron Man didn't make his name by being peaceful. So they, I love the references to the Stark tech, all that shit. Like Anthony Mackie does his thing. Wait, uh, can we go back to John for one second? Shoot. There is one thing I actually like about him. Go ahead. He's not a super soldier. Correct. He and... is just that athletic of a human being and yeah. that well-trained that he's doing everything Captain America did with maybe a, with some less strength, obviously, and a little sure. slower of reflexes, but not by, like, well, then, a whole then, lot. That's they crazy. He did, like, three tours. Didn't they say he did like three tours and then they he went to like some university for them to study his like actual physique? MIT. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because he um his like they say his reflexes are off the chart. His like strength is like just abnormal on how strong he really is for his size. Well, and everything, and he's also a, a damn near a genius. Like so all of that he put did, together yeah. it makes him the perfect like he is the perfect soldier. And they like, did three tours with the Green Berets, the uh, yeah. the Rangers. Yeah. Like so, seriously. <laughs> and he, so this is this is my shot at Steve Rogers. This dude is a real captain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> getting a field promoted from fucking basic training to captain in in a day because he got a shot in his ass. Well, I got a shot in my butt in boot camp too, and I didn't get promoted. I know that shit sucked. It hurt for like three days. So that being said. I so I respect that about John Walker. The thing that kills me is John Walker's very cocky in that regard. He knows he's good. So I'd be that cocky if I was that good too. I'm okay. just saying. And, and I and I respect it. Listen, I'm not saying I wouldn't be. <laughs> I, I can't speak, you know, for, for anything because again, that's not me. But John Walker is the perfect soldier. He is America's perfect war hero. Steve Rogers is the perfect person. That's where they differ. The way that I look at it is Steve Rogers felt like he had to live up to the shield where uh, John Walker feels like the shield gives him power. Sure. I absolutely agree with that. Steve Rogers would have done the job without the shield with, you know, no doubt in my mind, the shield was a symbol like Sam said, and, you know, jumping back onto the, the, the track of characters here. Um, I'm really excited to see, and I think I said this before, that the Bucky story arc, uh, you know, again, not that I don't resonate with Falcon. I think Falcon's great. I think he's a good character. Um, but for me, he is, We, I mean, we know he's going to become a new Captain America. He is a good person like Steve Rogers. Bucky was not. Bucky was a good person in the beginning, you know, got captured, went bad. Tried to come he back. Didn't go bad. He got brainwashed. It's not his fault. I understand. You can't not, help you get brainwashed. I'm not saying he did it on his own, but like he was a bad guy. Just because you were a bad guy does not mean you're a bad guy. Like that's from Wreck It Ralph. It's fucking true. But my point is, is that Bucky has a more interesting story than, than Sam does. And Jay, do you really think the U.S. government's going to allow an ex Hydra assassin to be the the face of America? No, they're going to take that dude who was a fucking out of shape fucking army vet and they're going to turn his ass into Captain America. It's Sam. I I'm not wrong. I know. But like Bucky would be a better captain. Oh, I I don't disagree with you. Bucky has a whole redemption thing to him that he needs to be better. That's like with the, the most emotionally charged statement in the series so far, he was like, if he was wrong about you, he was wrong about me. Yeah. And like that, that's fucking deep, man. Bucky's trying his damnedest to, to fucking make amends with all of the shit that he did in his life. He has the list in Steve's book of people. He's got to write the wrongs that he did. And I respect it because it is saying that he's trying, he's making an effort. You know, like you said, we get introduced to Isaiah Bradley. He wants Sam to see that the government fucked up more than once and they ruined this dude's life. Uh, it also gave us a quick sneak peek as to who would be the young Avenger Patriot. 
Isaiah Bradley's grandson. And I mean, let's just real quick. I know obviously this is a, a TV show. It's not real. But if Isaiah Bradley is as old as he says he is, he should be in his 90s. Dude does not look a day over 60. And I know the the serum helps you age slower. So like, just keep that in mind. Well, here's my question is, if him and Bucky fought in the war, yep. how come he aged so much worse than Bucky? Do you think it's just because of the serum wasn't perfected at that time? No, Bucky was put in cryostasis, just like Steve was. That's true. I forgot. So... Now, Bucky, Bucky just got lucky as fuck that the, the Russians were on his ass. But no, I mean, I agree with you, though. I like Bucky's story arc that they're going. And honestly, I kind of have a theory, just going off of episode three that we'll get to in a little bit, to where I could see Bucky becoming Cap. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, could definitely but... see Bucky becoming Cap by just taking the shield away from him. Yeah, well, he is a super soldier. Oh, what the God. fuck are you going to do is stop his ass, John Walker? That's what you're thinking. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, but it it would be an interesting fight. I feel like because mm-hmm. John's got the training a little bit. I think more than Bucky does. Which it's not like oh oh my god leaps and bounds gap. Sure. But Bucky has the strength. Well, Bucky has training, a different kind of training. Bucky. Yeah, has that's like- what I'm saying. It's not like it's it's not leaps and bounds like oh my god difference, but I. I would give John the better training by a little bit. It would be more of like a strength. Steve Rogers versus Natasha fight. Yeah, basically something like that. As far as training goes, not physicality. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Bucky would. I mean, <laughs> I think Bucky would. Bucky gets it open, and Bucky would break his face in half with one punch. I'm just gonna say, but he's got to get the opening. If they arm wrestle, Bucky's arm will never get tired. Like, <laughs> but no, I like um. Oh my god! One of my favorite scenes from this, other than the therapy scene, which was just Hilarious. gold, <laughs> was when they were in the warehouse first tracking the flag smashers, and Bucky's trying to like rush in, and Sam's like, "No, like we need to kind of like take our time, see what's going on." And he's like using Red Wing. He's like, "How many guys is there?" He's like, "There's only three. He goes, "Oh, there's only three. There's only three. Like, he's like, "Look, there's eight. <laughs> but then he's like, "Yeah, that's what I thought." White Panther, and he's like, "Actually, it's uh." What did they white call wolf. him? The white, white. He's like, actually, it's white wolf. He's like, wait, are you serious? <laughs> that I think that was one of my favorite scenes too, because they they're bringing a sense of comedy to it, which I like, and they've been doing that in most of the recent MCU movies anyway. But for me, it was one of those like, oh my god, like, all right, that's actually hilarious because Sam thinks that he should fit in more with the Wakandans, and he's like, hey, hey would you get a fucking sweet nickname while you're over there? Actually, yeah, I did. Cool. So, Jay, what are your thoughts on the Carly Morgenthau? Carly Morgenthau, however the fuck you pronounce her name. That whole aspect of the, the series so far that she is oh, the, the, the young Smashers. The young girl. Uh, ooh, I, I don't really know how I feel about this right now because it's like, how did she get elected to leader? She looks like she's 12 years old. Like, well, so, she was injected with the super soldier yeah, serum. Yeah, I understand that fact. I so my that guess, when she punched somebody in the fucking chest and he flipped. When she punched Bucky, I'm pretty sure it was, and he hit a truck. So yeah. my my guess is... But she, she's not the only one. No. So here's what, I'm, here's what I'm thinking, and this kind of goes in a little bit into episode three, is I think all the people that are in that group were in the same orphanage, and they were all experimented on, and I think she might have been like the kid that everybody looked up to or she might have some lineage because in the comics, I forget his first name, but Morgenthau is flag smasher, but it it's a guy. So I'm wondering if maybe she's a, either just a female counterpart that they're doing just for diversity in the show, or maybe there's family lineage there to where he was a leader. And now they're like, Oh, she's just taking his place. And I think either one of those is possible. Uh, If you take the fact that she's not calling herself Flag Smasher, she's calling the group Flag Smashers. So she's just trying to follow in her father's footsteps, you know, whatever the the case may be. Um, I love the fact that Sam has the big three, the uh, androids, aliens, and wizards. That's what they always fight. Doctor Strange isn't a wizard. He's a warlock. 
He's just a wizard without a hat. Or, I'm sorry, not warlock. Doctor Strange is a sorcerer. Sorcerers are just wizards without hats. Yes. <laughs> but again, right back at it with the action. Uh, John Walker comes to quote unquote save the day in the truck fight scene, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, it introduced us to Battlestar, which I hate his fucking name. I don't Lamar care. Yeah, I don't care if it's his name in the comics. I hate it. And the fact that nobody made a Battlestar Galactica joke reference, a little shocked there. Um, I did like the shield move, though, that John Walker did, because it shows that he actually does care. Like when Battlestar falls off the truck and he throws, throws the shield under the table. Well, so it does. Another. To show that he has some selfless acts. Sure. Another thing that I really liked that in the scene, like the exact same scene was, and it proves that he's not a super soldier like Steve was when Steve threw the shield at Bucky, he had to catch it with his metal arm. When John Walker threw the shield at Bucky, he caught it with his human arm. I didn't catch that. So it proves that he is not as strong as Steve. And that Bucky was, I mean, that was a callback to the winter soldier. And that scene on the rooftop, like I thought it was pretty cool because you I mean, you almost hear his his arm activate when he catches it from Steve and then he fucking tosses that shit back. And Steve almost, you know, ends up off of his feet. But this scene, he threw it and Bucky just caught that shit bare hand, you know, did what he needed to do. Shields back in, in John Walker's hands. And I, I thought that again. It's a little like hint that John Walker is strong, but he is not Steve Rogers strong. I do think, though, that he's going to get the super soldier serum by the end of the series. Oh, absolutely. And what's going to piss fans off is he's going to be stronger than Steve Rogers because Steve Rogers was a 110 pound, you know, paperweight, basically. And uh, John Walker is a fucking machine. I mean, let's be let's call it what it is. You saw the video of him tossing the shield at like the targets and stuff he is, like you said, just a few steps under where Steve Rogers is as a super soldier. Now, would he be stronger than Steve? Because, I mean, Bucky was bigger than Steve was, and they seemed evenly matched. I mean, let's look at uh, it may, maybe because Steve was pulling his punches, but that's true. Bucky beat the fucking breaks off of him. He did. I mean, he would have killed Steve had Steve not like made the reference to them being kids. Right. So again, um, but back to the flag smashers in the episode. I liked the fact that this episode proved that I believe it was this one, correct? Where the flag smasher got a uh, shot in the chest like 16 times. Yep. On, well, he only shot him, I think once. All right, well, whatever the concept still applies, but it just showed that he needs to use a gun to wear um, I just like the fact that it shows that the super soldiers aren't invincible. Like they can die. This is proof by that. Well, did uh, he die? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I he thought he, I thought they show him getting up after he, they kick John Walker off the truck. I thought they help him up. Oh no 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 no! I'm talking about the scene where all the people are coming. Or was that episode three? I, I again got confused. Um, where no, at all... the end. No, yes, that was the, the end of the episode end. when the, the power sacrifices people himself. show up when they're loading the plane. You're right. Yep. So they just unload into them. Yep. They they boom, 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 boom. You know, shot a bunch of times. Dead. He shot dead. Yeah, the other guy gets shot once, he's fine. Like that's cool. But when you're, you know, empty out half a magazine into your chest, it's not really coming back from that. But whatever. Uh Lamar Hoskins. Let's uh let's touch on him real quick and then the battle star. What do you think? I about feel like it? he's trying to do the right thing, and I feel like he's just—he's doing what Sam did in Civil War. He's following his captain. Yep. Like he's kind of just following orders. Mm-hmm. And even at the beginning of Episode Three, you kind of start seeing John Walker's real self bleed through when they're in Germany, and it seems like Battlestar's kind of like he's okay with it because it's a mission, but. I can see where he could start having issues if it progressively keeps getting worse. Oh, but I don't know how Battlestar is in the comics. 
I'm not too familiar with him as a character. So he could be a blind leader and just be like, oh, everything you're or a blind follower and just be like, oh, everything you're doing is cool. Or he could be like Sam, where he like kind of talks some sense in the cap, like, dude, like we need to like think about strategically what we're doing and how it's gonna affect everything else. Yeah. But all right, I mean that pretty much wraps up everything that I felt was like important about episode two. I don't, you know, I don't want to drone on too much because we got episode four coming up this week. So I really want to dive more into episode three and our introduction to the Baron Zemo, not just Helmet Zemo that we've met previously in the Winter Soldier. Um, so let's uh, let's hear your thoughts on episode three. I have a lot to say about it, so I'm going to let you uh, do the jump off. So yeah, no, three. I mean, I'm I'm excited to see what happens with uh, the way they're bringing in Zemo and all that. I mean, I really liked the way that they shot that scene with him in the prison. It was kind of very Hannibal Lecter. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's what it was inspired by was Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. But two things I noticed was, number one, first thing he does is try to reawaken the Winter Soldier. He starts going through the words and... He's like, yeah, that's not going to work anymore. So whatever they did in Wakanda looks like they kicked out Hydra. Yes, I want to say yes and no, because he did mention like he's like something is buried deep, deep, deep inside there. So they may not have gotten rid of all of it, but I think like the immediate concept of mind control is probably out of his head. I'm wondering if they reprogrammed it. So maybe did. now the Wakandans have a way to take advantage of the suit, the uh, Winter Soldier, if needed. That would actually be quite interesting. Because I mean, and there is a character called the uh, the White Wolf. The White Wolf in the comics, and how am I blanking on his name? The Black Panther. Oh, uh, Chadwick Boseman. Zuri. Chadwick Boseman dying. I'm wondering if maybe they'll bring the white wolf over to help on that side. So maybe Shuri becomes black Panther and he becomes the white wolf. So he kind of becomes her sidekick. Maybe they do it that way. But, uh, and then I'd be really messed up if they brainwash him into being her sidekick. I'm just throwing it out. Not brainwashing him into being her sidekick, but like you see at the end, like now that Zemo's out of prison, everybody's coming after him. So maybe they brainwash him to get Zemo. That's fair. Yeah, something I mean, along those lines not just brainwashing him to be like hey you're gonna be a sidekick now like no that would um, be funny though that'd be some, that'd be something i would laugh at but. but the one thing i love about zemo is like you can tell just in his posture he's always in control he, even when he seems like he's not. And in the one, like, how to take advantage of any situation, which I feel like a prisoner shouldn't be reading. I mean, that's just me personally. <laughs> and then I like how, like, you know, he's like, let's go through this hypothetical. <laughs> this yeah, isn't a hypothetical. <laughs> and then, yeah. like, at the end, he comes through. He's like, let's say hypothetically we wanted to break Baron Zemo out. How would we do it? Well, here's what we could do. And then Zemo comes walking through. And then I know the one big thing that's kind of been irking me with a lot of comments I've been reading and a lot of articles is people are like, oh, Baron Zemo is just the Bruce Wayne now of the MCU. And they're like, how did he have no money and now he's rich? It's like, no, like they specifically, he says he was royalty before Sokovia got dropped. Yeah. Like, he's like, I've always been a Baron. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Literally, he's been royalty. He has money. It was just the fact that his only motivation in Civil War was to get revenge for his family because he doesn't like superpowered people. So his whole goal was to break up the Avengers, which he did. Successful person. Right. But I really like the story that they're going with it. I mean... When they're on the plane, you know, they're having the conversation and they're making jokes back and forth. And he's actually reads Bucky's uh, notebook, which they actually confirmed was Caps when he came out of the ice. 
Um, as far as Zemo, I mean, so far, I mean, I feel like he's he could have the potential to be a Loki type of villain where people enjoy him, people like him, and you see a lot more of him. Yeah, I, I have that feeling as well. He plays a villain well. And again, he like you said, he's not the villain that you hate. He's the villain that you understand kind of why he was doing what he was doing. And that's why I like this show. It's flipping the script. I mean, this is a show where you hate the hero and you love the villain. Yep. And I mean, shit, they're fucking good at that. We love, I mean, you love Tom Hiddleston. He plays a good Loki. I'm excited for that series too, by the way, we'll get into that. Um, But that being said, they go to Madripoor, which is fantastic. Love the fact. Is anybody else looking for mad mutant? Easter eggs other than me when they went to Madripoor because I was scouring every single scene for some kind of hint at either Logan or anybody. Awesome. Although, and at the end of the episode, which I'll get to, they they might have dropped an Easter egg for another MCU villain. I don't know if you guys picked up on it. But let's go back to Madripoor. I really liked the style of the city. It looks very Tokyo-ish. Like, we all just watched Kong versus Godzilla other than Jay, but... No, I have seen it. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, so but it's not parents wanted to watch it this right. weekend. And I really liked it. I liked the way they do it, and especially when they go in, um, they give hints to Sam's actual, like... They never say it in the comics, but he was kind of a pimp before he became Falcon in the comics. Okay. Uh, he was a street worker, I believe the term was that they use in the comics. <laughs> Fair enough. What? But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, he's Smiling Tiger, which is another character that maybe they bring in as down the line or something. Um, I like the fact that... Bucky, well, no, I mean... He had, like, no hesitation about becoming the Winter Soldier again. I did look- the one line though that Zemo says he kind of looks over and he whispers to Sam he's like look at how quickly he fell back into form yep and that's where I kind of agree with you like there is still something there that he still has that ferocity to him which I like about Bucky Mm -hmm. I like that like he's this calm cool-headed dude but when he needs to he's a fucking tank (laughs) oh absolutely and he's a bad motherfucker but we got I mean we revisit Agent 13, Sharon Carter. She's been hiding in Madripoor ever since the uh, the incident where she stole the shield, the wings, you know, the whole nine to fucking get them back up and ready in Civil War. So I thought that was cool that, again, the, the MCU is very good at keeping continuity. Now, was she Spider-Man. the sniper that helps them in the alley? Yes. Yes. Because she moved really quick. Because, like, the she's shot came from a window, and then Bucky turns around, and she's, like, right behind him. So she is, I mean... I'm so I'm wondering if maybe she's working for the power broker now, and maybe she has the super soldier serum in her. It's very possible. I mean, worst case scenario, she is one of the best special agents from S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, so... I mean, it's the MCU. Anything's fucking possible. I think it would be cool to see her as a super soldier. Or, you know... Any, I mean, any form of such, but you watch her in that scene at the uh, the shipyard, and she beats the fucking breaks off of everyone, like not even a thought in her mind. Just boom, boom, boom. Everyone's knocked the fuck out. They're dead. I loved it. Well, uh, one one theory that I heard that I kind of liked was that she hired those people. Or- those are her men because at the end says some things came up and we have a situation mm-hmm. so i'm wondering if those were that that was like a whole setup just to get those other three out of there as quickly as possible that's possible i mean she is highly connected at this point you know she's got a whole life in madripoor where she's a, an art broker so it's possible also, we got one of the greatest things out of this episode. We now have a Baron Zemo dancing gif. Yes, he is in competition with the Joker. Uh, Toby Maguire from Spider-Man 3. I mean, Christ, it, there's a whole 
whole gamut of dancers. I love it. Um, they got Power Broker gets referenced a bunch of times. I'm excited to meet him. I don't even know who that character is going to be yet, or who I'm sticking with my character. I really do think that it's um the scientist from the first Captain America. Oh yes, I can't think of his name. The dude that was in the computer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because there's a couple things that could lean towards it. If you remember when they show, when he was talking to Steve and Natasha, his screen was like green and all the security cameras in the bar were also a green tint. Also, Mm -hmm. he wouldn't have got snapped away because he's an AI now. So that would have been a perfect time for him to build up a, build up power in Madripoor. Because there's not as many villains there now. So it'd be easier for him to take control. Uh, in the comics, he is kind of just a face in a robot body. Yeah. And, I mean, that's how maybe, because uh, I know he texts uh, Carly in the one, he's like, I'm going to find. Yep. Well, that's because she, she stole. And you, I'm going to kill you. Like, how would he have gotten that number? That he could end up being that big bad. And, again, it would fall back into continuity. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I, that, I definitely that's my that. theory. I'm sticking with it. What I I did like about Madripoor is it's one of those cities where like nothing happens without everyone knowing. Yep. Like they didn't, everyone knew the Winter Soldier was there. It did not matter. I mean, obviously Zemo flexed a little bit, you know, started speaking to him in, in Russian and, you know, making his comments here and there or whatever. But when they went and met with Selby, then the whole thing went down and they killed her. It, I mean, Christ, I don't even think the first drop of blood hit the ground and like a group text went out and was like, yep, these three people kill them. Here's the bounty. And, and the fact that literally like he was going to trade. Uh, the soldier, winter soldier. Yeah. Yeah. So and I mean, I don't think the Ru- speaking Russian was a flex. I think it was part of the cover to show well, like, yeah, hey, but that's what I'm saying. He, he's trying to flex his muscles and say, like, I have the winter soldier with me. Don't fucking. Don't oh well that me. yeah um obviously sharon carter sort of like i said she does the saving saves their ass with the the sniper in the alleyway brings them back to her place they hang out do the whole thing but now the power broker like they're on his radar 110 percent. if they weren't already they are now they are now so you know you see you know, cut back to Carly in Latvia, like they're doing what they think is right, which again is a common, it's a reoccurring theme in Marvel. Even the bad people are doing what they think is right. And it very well may be the right thing. Like they're redistributing medicine and shit to people that don't have it or food. So didn't they say that it wasn't supplies. It was actually the super soldier serum that was on those trucks. No, I thought, they had like six months of rations that they stole in this episode. And they like went to go give that them was people. this episode, but the last one, they said that that's what it was. And it wasn't. Yeah. It very well might've been super soldier. So I mean, no, she's definitely trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Guys, you think about it in all of human history, like this goes even real life on top of comics. Nobody's ever the villain in their own book. No, oh, no, absolutely not. So just, like, well, that's what makes a great they, villain. Yeah. So like, they all think they're always doing it for the right reasons, which the villain, to write a good villain, they have to be the hero of their own story. Mm-hmm. That's why Loki works. That's why Thanos mm-hmm. worked. That's why Ultron worked. That's why John Walker works. And let's go into him. I mean, John Walker's not episode, even a villain. He's, he's a fucking, fucking villain. Captain America. He's the U.S. He's agent. The, yeah, he's a little shitty at it, but he's Captain America. Yeah, you know. How about what? when he gripped that dude up by the throat for spitting in his face? Yo, he's lucky he didn't get punched in the face. You spit in my face, I'm punching you square in the Yeah, so in all fairness, like I don't so I disagree with his actions because he's a public figure. Like, don't you probably shouldn't do that, but like in all fairness, if someone spits in my face, like you might get a chop to the throat. <laughs> like you're not gonna <laughs> spit ever again. Exactly. So I'm just spit, saying like I I'm not saying it's right, but I get it. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I disagree with it. I'm not but saying I he's right or wrong, but I get it. But I'm so, actually. Go ahead. I was going to say, uh, Jay, what do you think? Do you think they're going to kind of follow a, ca- a Civil War kind of story arc with Battlestar and John Walker? Because when they were leaving the prison, he's like, do you think Bucky was the one who broke out Zima? He's like, let's do this on our own, which is basically what Cap and Sam did. They went on their own. Like they I, kept shit off the books. No, I I don't even think they could if they wanted to. They, There's no way they could pull that one off again because obviously i feel like the u.s government had to crack down after their fucking one agent who's talking about she screwed for the rest of her life broke in took their shit and just was able to just be like here you go you can have your stuff back yeah that's fair like they're gonna be he's a brand new cap with his own somewhat of a sidekick he's gonna be heavily watched there's no way he's sneaking away to fucking just do things under the books no, I agree with that. I think, I think, like you said, Battlestar has the intention to do everything that Cap says because Cap is doing what he thinks is right. But I think there's going to be that wedge driven between them because now he's John Walker was a good soldier, maybe not great Captain America. So everything he's doing now is because he is this pompous asshole that has the shield. And he is the symbol for America. And he does what he thinks America should do, which is, I mean, Christ, we're going to talk real world real quick. Be the bully. I think I'm agreeing with you, Steve. I think he's a good soldier. I don't know if he's a good leader. Correct. And that's that's fine. I'm cool with that because you can be a great soldier, but you can't make a decision to lead people. Sure. I absolutely agree with that. And I mean, I have to Christ. Half of my my leadership was garbage, but yeah, exactly. That being said, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where I think eventually they're going to drift apart. And I'm not saying that Battlestar is going to end up on Falcon and Winter Soldier's team, but it may be more of a like, all right, I've seen the error of your ways. I'm going to try to do better myself type thing. And then eventually, when you get strips of the shield, I mean, Christ, Captain America is the shield at this point. He's not, you know, a symbol. So if he loses the shield, which he eventually will, we know that from the uh, previews. Battlestar's probably going to be like, all right, I'm out. Bye. Maybe he, maybe Battlestar will actually try to fix him. Maybe, maybe. Maybe they'll change the roles where it's like Cap was always trying to make Bucky better. Maybe Battlestar would be the opposite way, trying to make Cap better. That'd be awesome. Be a nice change in dynamics. I'll tell you the one thing about this episode that I was not a fan of. And it's stupid. And if you noticed it, you noticed it. If you didn't, you didn't, whatever. It's when they are trying to convince Sharon Carter to like give them information and help them. And she's like, no, I'd never do that. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna trade that. And he's like, Well, what if we make a deal? And it's the exact same terms as the things I just said, but I said the word deal before it. And she's like, You son of a bitch, I'm in. And like, I was like, nothing changed. He didn't do anything. He's like, oh, I'll call, you know, clear your name. And she's like, uh, no, I'm not doing that. And he's like, well, how about a deal? You do this and I'll clear your name. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's totally different than what you just said. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I think she's very hesitant still. And I get that. And that's fine. But for fuck's sake, like he didn't change any terms of the deal. He was like, you help us and we'll help you. And she's like, nah. He's like, but I'll make a deal with you. If you help us, I'll clear you. Maybe name. it's like, more on the fact that uh, she's got his word that he'll actually do it. And I she trusts guess. him on that point. Maybe that could know. be my only reason I could see why, like, let's make a deal change anything on that. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's just uh, it's one of those things where I was like, All right, like nothing changed. Like you didn't like rewrite the contract there. Like you just said the same thing twice, but I said the word deal first now. And now you're cool. Um. The doctor, Dr. Nagel, fucking straight up blew his shit up. Felt kind of bad for that. Like, he was just trying to get by. Right, like he got snapped back just to get shot. Oh, fuck yeah. He got (laughs) ate the fuck up. God damn. And Zemo just going around his fucking shit looking for a gun to kill him. Like, come on, man. 
Well, I think Zemo was first checking to see if there was any more serum. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he was going around first, but then you see him like, you know, hand under the desk. He's like, I know there's a gun here somewhere. But yeah, he's well, because he wanted to get rid of him because again, his whole thing is he doesn't want superpowered people, and that's the only guy who's perfected it. So if his work is only with him, now no one can create the serum. Bang, no more serum. I'm curious though, is Battlestar gonna get the serum? So they said there was 20 vials out there. It will, I think that was including the ones that have already been taken. So if there's eight super soldiers, that means that there's still 12, 12 vials. So you know John Walker's going to get it. I personally think Sharon Carter already has it. So you think we're down to 11 vials, potentially 10, because what's his right. getting his? Yeah. So I'm just trying to think of who else are super soldiers in the comics. That Plot could twist, Baron Zemo. Yo, that would be hilarious if Baron Zemo got <laughs> injected with it. You must. Yeah, Zemo was a fact, tank no, no, no. Because my thoughts are the sheer fact of he would go through the crisis of thinking if he should survive, if he should kill himself or live with it. Kind of like, um, I forgot, oh, God damn it, what movie was it? It was a movie about vampires where, so, where somebody gets bit and they're like so against them and they're like, I'm just going to die instead of being a vampire. Uh, I've never seen Twilight, so is it Twilight? It's not Twilight. <laughs> it's not Twilight. <laughs> I, I, don't, I feel I've like not... I know what you're talking about. Oh, wait, was that 40, 40 Days and 40 Nights, maybe? Maybe. I can't remember what movie it is. It might but have I... been 40 Days and 40 Nights. Yeah. But they were like... Um... Because they get bit and they're like, they know they're going to turn into a vampire. And they're like, I don't want to be a vampire. And they kill themselves. Damn, it was fantastic. Rough. I mean, like, you I guys want to go vampire either, but fuck it. You guys want to go into an episode of Mark's for crazy theories? <laughs> Wait, what so, do you want to go in an episode of Mark's crazy theories? Yeah. Hell yeah, let's do it. So at the end of this episode, Zemo's kind of guilting them, and he's like, have you even gone and visited the uh, Sokovia Tribune thing? And he's like, you know, there's nothing left of it. All the other countries kind of, like, ripped it to shreds before the rubble even settled. Well, Sokovia is a... I'm going to tell you right now, I really want this to happen. I know I did this all through WandaVision and everything, but... Mephesto and Winter Mephesto? No, not Mephesto. <laughs> so, uh, Sokovia is a Eastern European country. So mm. is Latveria. And in the rubble of Sokovia is a bunch of vibranium. Because Ultron made the entire core to destroy. Motherfucker. Taking all the vibranium for him to be able to make his suit and his doom bots. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's a reach, but I want Doctor Doom. I, Mark, I think you froze that whole thing. Yep. Yeah, you keep freezing, bud. I don't know what's going on with your uh, your internets, but. Okay, I, I thought it was me at first. No, it's Mark. You got poopy Wi-Fi. Damn it. That Pretty much. So two out of the three of us have terrible internet. Uh, no, Jay, you've been fine the entire time. It was just your microphone in the beginning. All right, can you hear me now? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what I was saying is, we got to the vibranium as the core from Ultron, so you can go from there. Okay. So, sorry for the technical difficulties. <laughs> so, the core was vibranium. Latveria is the home of Doctor Doom. So, I'm wondering if when he made the comment that the other countries came in and swept up everything before the rubble settled, I'm wondering if that was Doctor Doom going and getting all that vibranium so he can create his suit and his Doom bots. That'd be pretty sweet. Not gonna lie. If they introduced Doctor Doom in this, that would be crazy. 
I don't think they're going to introduce him in this, but I'm wondering if they're laying groundwork. Or down so the they, line. So when they be, do introduce him, it's like, oh, look, in WandaVision, they made this comment. In Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they made this comment. Maybe they introduce him in the Loki series because we know it's going to have alternate timelines. Maybe you don't get Doctor Doom. Maybe you just get Victor Von Doom. I would love they did it because I thoroughly enjoy the Fantastic Four as a comic book series. But holy shit, they have ruined every single movie. Yep. Yeah, I... I, Oh my God, they are all terrible. I agree there. It's, I mean... I feel like it would be a better series than a movie. But I like who they picked for uh, Victor Von Doom in the first one. Yes. I like that actor. Yep. No, he was they had good. a good actor. They had a shitty movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's you could be said that you know, that could be said about a lot of movies like the, the Green Lantern movie. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds is a good fantastic actor. As, Ryan Reynolds is a movie. fantastic Hal Jordan. But it was a terrible movie. Yeah, terrible movie. Bad script. Yeah. And again, that's either here nor there. Hopefully, they fucking fix it with this. Well, they tried with the they tried with that last one with uh, Michael B. No. Jordan, and I was still no, terrible. Dude. Michael B. Jordan, Miles Teller, they're good actors. Not again, just a terrible movie. So, I mean, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think <laughs> this series is going to eventually lead to an X-Men-esque thing because Madripoor, the New Mutants, like all of that will eventually hopefully come to fruition. We'll see that now that Fox is completely done with the X-Men and or Disney bought Fox, one of the two. Disney buys everyone. Who knows? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm ready. I don't want to go too crazy with fan theories this time because I was riding the Mephisto train hard. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we'll, uh, I got a couple of them that we'll, we'll cover after this next episode. Cause I want to see if a couple things come to light first, but I'm definitely ready for uh, this week's episode. I'm excited to see again, what these these characters are all still in their infancy. I, I'm upset that it's a six episode series because we're already on episode four. Um, so after this week, there's only two more, and that sucks. I feel like there's a lot more to flesh out, and we had that talk about episode one with Bucky's backstory. Like, are we just gonna be focusing slightly on you know, the the older Asian man that he killed his son? Like, we touched base on that for like an episode. <clears throat> And referenced it you know here and there but that was it like we're not are we going to go back to that are we going to do dive in more to other things that yeah like, how many bucky killed the most people ever are we going to dive into I, all of his other murders i feel like there's still got to be somebody above him like i know somebody who's killed millions I feel like Bucky's not that high yet. No, they've referenced no, the, like the most. No, the the most confirmed kills. As an assassin, not as a human being, I feel like. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, but I'm just saying that, like, when they talk about the Winter Soldier, he started in the 40s. You know, like he, from the 40s till 2025 or whatever the fucking year it is now, 2023, like he is. The longest running, most kills, single person assassin. Like, he is just a bad dude. Okay. And he's they even ghost. said they thought that it was a different Winter Soldier and it was just him every time. <laughs> That's how he's a bad dude. I love it. But I, I think they'll come back to, um, I forget his name, the, the old guy whose son he killed. I think that'll be the last person that he. The Asian? Mm-hmm. I think that'll be the last person he reconciles with. I'm okay with that. I feel like he's going to try to reconcile with that old man and he's going to get ju- just hit. No, so I I don't know if he's going to tell him, but I think he's trying to make it up to him. I feel like if he does tell him, there's going to be one of two reactions. There's going to be the Isaiah Bradley reaction where it doesn't matter if you're a good person now, you were a bad person then, or he's going to accept it. 
really the only two avenues you can take. So I play both sides of the coin, so I can always come out on top. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only other thing really out of this episode I feel like that was important to talk about was I think it was Koye. Yeah. At the end. No, no, no. It wasn't her. It was a. I, or no. It wasn't a Koye. I forget her name. The bodyguard from Civil War. Yeah. No. It was. So Okoye is one of the bodyguards, but it wasn't her. I don't know if it was supposed to be her, but like the TV version, because it wasn't her actor or actress, whatever. No, but, no, it wasn't Okoye. It was the one that tells Black Widow to get out of her way. In Civil War. I can't think of their name. I forget her name, but now they're bringing Wakanda into it. So I'm curious to see how this interferes with whatever plans. Cause I mean, like I said earlier, now that Zemo's out, everybody wants a piece of them. Yep. I'm curious as to how they're going to uh, rope in Wakanda. But I liked the fact that because Bucky was in Wakanda and Bucky knows about the, the beads, he was like, all right, I'm going to, I'll be right back, guys. I'm going to do my thing. I thought that was pretty cool. So far, and again, I haven't seen any after credit up or uh, scenes yet, but I'm okay with that. I like the fact that at the end of every episode, they have like a little foreshadowing for the, the following episodes and different things that are going to happen later in the series. So I'm ready. Yeah, me too. So I think honestly, that's really all I got. I'm hyped for episode four, five, and six. Obviously, we're going to cover those for you. I mean, that's, uh, that's where I'm at now. I'm, uh, I'm going to wrap it up. Jay? Good. Yeah, I'm good, man. I got nothing else. Mark? No. Uh, that's all I had. All right, cool. All right, guys. That's everything for this week. Thank you again for listening. Please give us a like on Instagram at Something Super Podcast. Check us out on Facebook at Something Super Podcast as well. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, shoot us an email at somethingsuperpodcast at gmail.com. You can check us out on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all of your major streaming apps. Thank you again for listening. We'll catch you guys next week.